Welcome back to the Napod Pomo Spider Day podcast produced by Varmint's Podcast and part of the Podfix Network. Today's episode is part of a long interview I was privileged to be able to do with T from Scientific, who is a spider expert from the UK. We talked about all sorts of things, which I'll make into at least a couple of episodes. If you want to hear the nearly hour-long conversation, you can join us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. So go look for Varmint's podcast over on Patreon, and if you do, thank you. Now enough of that, let's get to the spider expert. It's time for tea! Hey, Varminions! This is Donna, and I'm sitting here with Scientific Tea from the Scientific Production Collective, I guess I would call you. I'm sitting here looking at your list of stuff, your links. You are all over the place. Please introduce yourself and who you are and what you do and all of your socials, and then we'll get into the good stuff. Cool. Hello, my name is Tea. I am... Yeah, like you said, all over the place. <laughs> in a good way, <laughs> I, in a great way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do a lot of different things and I have very sort of broad interests. So a lot of like my socials and my sort of online presence reflects several different elements of who I am. But as scientific, what people tend to know me for is just basically being all about spiders. And, um, you know, I am involved in spider science to an extent. I'm not currently affiliated with any like institutions. I'm not studying at the moment. I'm not employed by any institutions at the moment. So everything that I do in terms of science is purely driven by my own passion and my own interest. And I am involved in like legitimate scientific studies with associates of mine who are currently studying or employed by institutions. So I work very closely with a lab in Vancouver on their sort of behavioral ecology stuff concerning spiders. And there's a few other people here and there that I've collaborated with recently too. So like I said, most of my science work is um, driven by my own interest and my, my sort of need to be learning all the time. What's your favorite way of checking a web to see if the resident's still there because i just sort of blow on them a little bit to see yeah i think it depends on what kind of web it is so a lot of the time you can tell if a web is still occupied by the kind of state it's in so the cellar spiders if you can see their cobwebs it's usually because there's a lot of dust and debris in there but if you look very closely or like shine a light through them you'll sometimes see like the, the new silks so a very clean barely visible silk so if a web is like really, really dusty and you can't see a spider anywhere nearby and there's no obvious like retreat that a spider might be hiding in and it's just kind of really sort of old looking and dirty, then it's, it's probably an old web. There's probably nobody in it. But, you know, like I said, it depends on what kind of web it is. If it's inside the house and it's just like tangled cobwebs, sheet web, that kind of thing, you can sometimes agitate it like with sometimes just like a blade of grass or even if you've got an electric toothbrush you can use the vibrations of the toothbrush to see if it'll draw anybody out if oh, you're really interested that's a good idea home, just to see you have to yeah you have to mimic the movement of potential prey to draw them out from a retreat that is a good tip yeah so some spiders like the cellar spiders for example they're pretty much out in the open they don't make yeah. a retreat they just hang out and they seize things as they, you know, as they start to feel vibrations in their webs, they'll go and grab whatever's there, but they don't really hide. But things like you might have types of grass spider 
that make their homes in the corner of windows. We used to have them in Los Angeles and uh, corners of windows, but they would make a little funnel retreat that they would hide inside and you wouldn't see them unless they were out. And they weren't often out unless, you know, they were catching something or, you know, looking for food. But if you agitate the web and mimic the vibrations of prey caught in that web, they'll dash out of that retreat in no time to see what's going on. So that's a good way of testing if there's anybody home. And they're not going to jump out at you, right? No, they won't leave their web. So if they come running out, they'll come running out and it'll be quick. So you want to be prepared for there to be like a burst of speed, but it's not going to leave its web. It's not going to jump off the web towards you. Right. It relies on its web to be able to know what's going on around it because it can't see terribly well. Yeah. So as long as its feet are in contact with the silk that it's spun, it knows what's happening in that web and nine times out of ten if i agitate a web with a spider like that in it it'll come rushing out to see what's going on realize that i'm not prey and run like hell straight back into that retreat so <laughs> it's usually dashes out and then dashes back in again right which you know if you're a bit nervous about these things that can be a bit alarming to see but you just got to kind of tell yourself before you do it that this spider is not going to launch itself at me yeah it's going to be fast i'll prepare myself for that but as long as it's not you know, it's it's not going to leave that web. It doesn't serve it in any way to leave that web. It'll run straight back to its retreat when it realizes that you are a massive curious human. <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up to the minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.